0: Okay, beautiful hippie audience, today we're going to do some poetry reading random poems about water, different water poems, and it is from PoetryOutloud.org. This first one, titled And Soul, A-N-D-S-O-U-L, by Evan Boland. My mother died one summer, the wettest in the records of the state, crops rotted in the west checked tablecloths dissolved in back gardens, empty deck chairs collected rain as I took my way to her through traffic through lilacs dripping blackly behind houses and on a curbside to pay her the last tribute of a daughter. I thought of something I remembered. I heard once that the body is or is said to be almost all water. And as I turn southward, that's ours is a city of it, one in which every single day, the elements begin a journey towards each other that will never, given our weather, fail. The ocean visible in the edges cut by it, cloud color reaching into air, the lifey storing one and summoning the other, salt greeting the lack of it at the north wall. And as if that wasn't enough, all of it ending up almost every evening inside our speech. Coast, canal, ocean, river, stream, and now mother. And I drove on. And although the mind is unreliable and great, at the next cloudburst, it almost seemed they could be shades of each other, the way the body is. Of every one of them, and now they were on the move again fog into mist, mist into sea spray, and both into the oily glaze that lay on the railings of the house she was dying in as I went inside. So, questions of identity as an Irish woman, mother poet in exile, give rise to much of Evan Boland's poetry. She was born in Dublin, but grew up in London, where an anti-Irish racism gave her a strong sense of her heritage. Irish history and myth also figure promptly in her work. The author of eight collections of poetry, she was also the professor of English at Stanford University okay the next one is titled The Brook and this one is by Edward Thomas seated once by a brook watching a child chiefly that paddle I was thus beguiled mellow the blackbird sang and sharp the thrush not far off in the oak and hazel brush unseen there was a scent like honeycomb from mugwort dull and down upon the dome of the stone the cart horse kicks against so oft a butterfly a flight they light from aloft he took the heat of the sun and from below on the hot stone he perched contended so as if never a cart would pass again that way as if I were the last of men. And he the first of insects to have earth and sun together, and to know their worth, I was divided between him and the gleam, the motion and the voices of the steam, the waters running fizzled over gravel that never vanish and forever travel, a gray flycatcher silent on a fence, and I sat as if we had been there since, The horseman and the horse lying beneath. The fair tree covered barrow on the heath. The horseman and the horse with silver shoes galloped the downs last. All that I could lose I lost. And then the child's voice raised the dead. No one's been here before. What was what she said. And what I felt yet never should have found a word for while i gathered sight and sound. born in london and educated at oxford university edward thomas worked long hours as a contract writer to support his young family he struck up a friendship with a new neighbor then unknown poet robert cross who persuaded thomas to give poetry a try under the pseudonym edward estoy Thomas published the volume six poems, 1916, and composed more than a hundred other poems. He died in the Battle of Iris in World War I. Okay. The next one is titled, A Graveyard by Marianne Moore. Man, look into the sea, taking the view from those who have such as much right as you have it to yourself. It is human nature to stand in the middle of a thing, but you cannot stand in the middle of this. The sea has nothing to give but a well-excavated grave. The firs stand in procession, each with an emerald turkey foot at the top, reserved as their contours, saying nothing, repression, however, is not the most obvious characteristic of the sea. The sea is a collector quick to return a repressious look. There are others beside you who have worn that look, whose expression is no longer a protest. The fish no longer investigate them, for their bones have not lasted. Men lure nets unconsciously, Unconscious of the fact that they are desecrating a grave, and row quickly away the blades of the oars, moving together like the feet of water spiders, as if there were no such thing as death. The wrinkles progress upon themselves in a phalanx beauty, beautiful under networks of foam, and fade breathlessly while the sea rustles in and out of the seaweed. The birds swim through the air at top speed, emitting catcalls as heretofore. The tortoise shell scourges above the feet of the cliff, In motion beneath them in the ocean under the pulsation of lighthouses and noise of bell bu- buoys, advances as usual looking as if it were not that ocean in which dropped things are bound to sink in which if they turn and twist it is neither with violation nor consciousness considered a poet's poet for subtly of her thought and glittering verse techniques marion moore was also a fascinating character who in later life became a lib- a literary celeb- celebrity. She was recognized for her cape three-cornered hat and baseball fasc- fascination. As for anything she wrote, wide-renowned Did not come until 1951 when Moore's collected poems won the National Book and Bollingen Awards and the Pulitzer Prize. Okay, and we'll read one more and call it a day. This one is by Langston Hughes The Negro Speaks of Rivers. I've known rivers, I've known rivers ancient as the world and older than the flow of human blood and human veins. My soul has grown deep like the rivers. I bathed in the Euphrates when dawns were young. I built my hut near the Congo, and it lulled me to sleep. I looked upon the Nile and raised the pyramids above it. I heard the singing of the Mississippi when Abe Lincoln went down to New Orleans. And I've seen its muddy bosom turn all golden in the sunset. I've known rivers ancient, dusky rivers. My soul has grown deep like the rivers. Uh, Langston Hughes is the poet Lorette of African American Experiences, a popular writer of the Harlem Renaissance who gave hopeful expression to the aspiration of the oppressed, even as he decried, decreed racism and injustice. In addition to poetry, he published fiction, drama, autobiography, and translations. His work continues to serve as a model of wide empathy and social commitment. So that's it for today, everyone. And I hope that you enjoyed these readings as much as I enjoyed sharing them with you. God bless you. Have a beautiful Thursday. And we are one day away from having another fantastic weekend. All right. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.